Hello, world. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the show. I hope you've had a good day, week, month, year, decade, century, however, lo- however long you've lived. Hope everything's good. And if not, I think you need to talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about supermarket psychology, favorite food, favorite books. And possibly even whether I'm straight or not. Oh, exactly how straight I might be. Oh, I should have, again, nothing. Put things on our do not disturb. Because I was silly pants. Let me do it now. There we go. So we can be undisturbed. Perfect. On for one hour. We're going to be done in less than an hour for sure. Okay. So let's start with a bit of a recap. I've had a pretty mental week. I'm really coming to a point in my life where I feel like I need to seriously calm down a little bit. My kids were at the dad's for a few days and essentially I didn't even have a half an hour slot to myself at any point. I was just doing stuff all the time. So even though I've had a nine hour sleep last night, I'm still pretty exhausted from the weekend. Um, But such is life. Got to find your priorities and stuff. What's been going on? The ooh, in the last episode, the relationship special, I went mentioned this guy who's been sending me quite harassing messages on a couple of social media platforms. An update on that. I reported it to the police. Had really good support actually. I was I think somebody said that they are very, very they take these things very seriously because of I think it was seven about seven years ago now there was a there was a girl who lived sort of locally, who got stalked uh, by her ex-boyfriend and eventually he murdered her. And so it does feel like they're taking these things seriously. And which is really good is that I found the initial message thread, which actually started in September last year. So this has been going on for a good nine months of just messages every now and again and it was just quite creepy, the initial ones. I'm not going to read them out now, but I think it really added to the weight of the whole thing that I was able to. It was basically I'd restricted his account, which I'm not sure what exactly that means, but I couldn't find the message thread on Facebook initially. So what I had to do is go onto Facebook. If I search for his name on Messenger, it wouldn't find the thread. When on Facebook, found his profile and then through his profile, I had to click to message, sort of to message them. And then that opened up the conversation. So I was really, really happy I found that. The police have got a record of it. They'd got in touch with him. They asked me, first of all, what I wanted to happen. I was like, well, maybe he could just be informed that this, this is not okay. And first he'd pretended that he had no idea who I was, what they were on about. And then apparently they started reading out the messages that he'd been sending to me. And then that, like, oh, well, maybe I do remember. So he got he got told not to approach me ever and... Even even if it was to say, um, like, sorry or whatever, he's not allowed to make any communication with me. And if that happens in the future, then it's going to become a bigger case that is going to go to court. I can't, oh, just the thought of, oh, I can't believe I have to be dealing with this type of shit. But, you know, just as long as we do our part and try and be good people, and it's all we can do, really. And I think it's important to just, I, I, I can't, just don't feel like those kinds of things can be let go and I'm not normally one to sort of complain where there's no reason to complain but if I start feeling a bit 
not necessarily unsafe, but just wary of my surroundings. It's not a very nice, nice vibe to have, really. Also, we went, ooh, went to went for a dip in the sea, in the North Sea. That's probably going to be something like six degrees or something. Uh, this past Saturday, that was really fun. My friend <laughs> voice voice messaged me about half an hour before she picked me up and just said, what are you going to wear? I was like, oh shit, I haven't thought about it. And just went with the first bright thing I could find. So wore that like these ridiculously pink tri- uh, shorts and a top and a wig, which I used to use. I used to wear the wig when I was streaming uh, during lockdown, doing like my DJ streams. And I was very happy to be wearing it again. And it was just a really, really fun time. Uh, feeling quite lethargic before the dip. And then somehow... After having been to an icy sea, you know, it somehow wakes you up. So that was a really, really good start to the day. Mm. And then had attended this memorial service for, got a couple of friends who lost their friend who's only 34 years old of deep vein thrombosis, which is really tragic. He'd been traveling for, for a few years, came back and and passed away. It's so tragic. The the memorial thing was really beautiful. It was really nice. And I actually, <laughs> I had to leave to come and organise a barbecue for my friends for like a Eurovision night. And the, the speeches, like they hadn't done the speeches. The family even hadn't arrived by the time I left. And I was still just welling up. And I don't know, I didn't even know him personally, but I just heard things about him over the course of the years from my from my clients and some it kind of feels like you had a connection with this person even though I didn't know him personally but on the way back home I was riding my bike and I was just pretty much crying um just thinking about how short life can be and so even more importantly we really have to look after ourselves look after the people we love and do a life that you won't do a life, live a life that you won't regret at the end. And I think it's all about today. It's all about taking action right now because never is going to be the perfect time as we've, as I've very deeply found with this podcast as well. If I overthought it, I would never have started it. And it's actually brought me so much joy and so much, I said to, I said to someone as well that just leaving this cupboard, so I'm recording under the stairs in a cupboard and every time I leave after recording an episode, I just feel purified. I do feel like I've had a bit of a therapy session and it's just, it's just amazing. I get so much enjoyment out of it. What else? Also, ooh, I went, I went skating, inline skating. Some might, some might call it rollerblading, but that's not the correct term. It's like saying hoovering. Hoover is a brand. Rollerblade is a brand. Um, and the real terms are vacuuming and inline skating. So I haven't been doing much exercise at all apart from uh, rehab for my knee and back for nearly three weeks. And I was so happy just to get on my skates and roll around a little bit, doing just going straight, nothing aggressive, nothing, nothing intense. But just that movement is, oh, it's so amazing. My knee hasn't got worse since last time because it was just it's been pretty bad and and also went climbing at Sunderland Wall, which is where I used to work of about a decade ago and 
I normally, it just takes me so long to get there on public transport. And I had a friend who wanted to go and try it. And they've got these big walls. They've got six meter walls. Um, let me think. 10 meter walls, 16 meter walls and 23 meter walls. Also a, a bouldering area. And because I haven't been doing roped climbing, it's in like re any real distance. I've been just doing bouldering in the past few years, really. Past probably five years. Oh my God, it was an, an intense pump and it just brought back so many memories from... I used to pretty much live at that climbing centre. I loved working there. I absolutely loved coaching kids, like doing the... Or do set, doing sessions with, with adults who are or were scared of heights. It's so rewarding and I cannot wait to go back. As well, I, I do think that there's... I love teaching climbing and I feel like people I teach improve quite rapidly and... It's just really, really nice to see when somebody really sort of does things right to start with. And yeah, can't wait to go again. Anything else? Had a really, uh, really, really good sort of business related chat. Recently, we're just creating a bit of pressure for me to advance my business a little, little bit. I love being a personal trainer and I absolutely love running my one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two sessions with my clients. But they are private clients working in my PT studio. And so there is just a lack of sort of sharing like my skills to the wider audience so that's kind of a bit of a something that I'm possibly going to be looking at doing at some point in the next year but we'll see we'll see taking things chilled uh chilled out because I know that works the best for me if I can get a bit of support for that then that would be absolutely amazing uh what else should we move on to the section which is going to be me spreading some of the knowledge that I've accumulated over the years. Today's topic is supermarket psychology, especially for the nutrition conscious person uh, or anyone who'd like to improve their diet, stuff like that. This is, um, I used to do a supermarket tour for new clients back in the day. And I don't really know why I stopped doing them. Maybe it just used to be a lot more convenient. And I just haven't done them in years in person. It just used to be something that was really good. Obviously, I've got a degree. Obviously, I've got a degree in psychology. And I am a very sort of... I love... I've studied nutrition ever since I was, I don't know, 16. For a long time. And so supermarkets like psychology is something that obviously is very important. Because we go shopping all the time. If, if we still do attend real supermarkets, physical supermarkets. I do have to say I I resort to ordering online a lot more than I ever used to these days because lockdown made it so easy. Um, but I think it's important to understand why supermarkets are laid out the way they are and that can really drive our consumer behaviour and help us make better decisions when shopping. So, first of all, when you supermarkets tend to have this mellow lovely ambient music if they've got music on and it's just so that you don't rush out from the premises and you can spend as long in there as you want and I personally wear noise cancelling headphones pretty much every time I'm shopping but when I do go shopping especially if I you know go in with a with a, an intention which I tend to do I just have the noise cancelling on I'm not listening to anything and just go about my shopping. I don't want to hear the the external music. I don't want to hear other people really. And that's the way I like to do it. And then also 
people who the fruit and veg section tends to be the first thing you come to when you go to a supermarket and um I believe there's research to suggest that people who shop at the fruit and veg section tend to overall spend more during their trip. And then if you think about the layout of the supermarket, the things that most people will go for, say bread and milk, they tend to not be anywhere near the very front. So you have to walk through all the temptations in order to get your most basic items from the shop. And then if you think about the aisles so they'll they'll normally put really recognizable well-known brands uh like first because that creates familiarity and it makes you much more uh, it's it's like less of a boundary then to enter that aisle so if you think about cereal brands you'll just see your 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 big brands first and then you have to walk through to find the the lesser known brands and stuff like that also they want to sell you whatever is at your eye level so be mindful of that that sometimes you'll find better products cheaper products lower down uh or higher up than what you used to sort of looking at also sort of brand brand wise sometimes stuff gets made in the same factory they've got exactly the same nutritional uh, details but then you'll go for the one that's a big brand that costs you more where you could just buy the cheaper version and spend less money on that Let's see what I've oh yeah they even mm, some supermarkets even use artificially produced bakery smells and then you've got the floral stuff you know flowers and stuff that you can maybe smell as you go past them so this is all sort of if you if you smell freshly baked bread you're more likely to get hungry and sort of start thinking oh I need some some something from the bakery and they do they can have like so many tricks just to make you make you spend a little bit more money um oh okay then going more into the nutritional side of things first of all you really should learn to read nutrition labels food labels that way okay let's talk about cereal go back to cereal there's i think it's what's the one that's like frosty basically sugar coated cereals if you have a look at the packs and pay attention to how much sugar they've got in them some of these products are nearly 50% sugar and they're supposed to be health they're advertised healthy even healthy fortified with vitamins breakfast cereals for children i mean <laughs> yeah they're going to get a massive insulin spike when you feed them pretty much just sugar and fast burning carbohydrates but that is not a very good way to start a child's day or anyone's day to that matter. So for cereal recommendations I actually personally don't really eat cereal because it burns up so quickly that I find it pointless and it's not high enough in protein which has the pies to tighty factor so it keeps you fullest fuller for longer. Um but if you go for the stuff like Weetabix or what's it called the mm, shredded wheat or well basically pay attention to the nutrition especially if you go to the cereal aisle pay attention pay attention to the sugar co- sugar content of the cereal then if we talk about meat i know you might you know some of you might be vegetarian vegan and skip skip this part but paying attention to protein content is 
a very good way, an easy way to make you feel less hungry, have fewer cravings. So meat is a good place to sort of start. Really focus on doing skinless, uh, fat, less fatty parts of meat. So say chicken breast instead of the drumsticks. You know, the thighs are going to be high, high in fat. Wings are going to be higher in fat. And especially if you're having them with the skin on. But this is not to say I used to be quite into counting every single macro and logging all the foods I was eating. I haven't done it for years because it is much more sustainable and easier to create a sort of diet for yourself that works for you, that makes you feel good. So it's not really to do with, you know, oh, how many grams of fat? Oh, that's too many. And I can't be having that. I used to be much more sort of low fat uh, because my body takes in carbs really well. So I'd rather have low fat, high carb uh, diet with plenty of protein in it. But then some people strive, especially the people who are more towards sort of the heavier side, tend to go better with low carb diets. There are genetic differences also, just try things out and see what works for you. Some people really strive on minimizing carbohydrates and and maximizing just protein and fat. And that's great. It doesn't work for me. I've tried. on By day three, I am so angry. <laughs> I just don't want to be near anyone and it doesn't work for me. But have a look at the nutrition labels. And as a very sort of basic rule of thumb, if you have foods that haven't been processed or have been processed as, as little as possible that is your best way to guarantee that you know what's going into your mouth and you're definitely going to be healthier in the in the long run also they'll charge you more for ready-made things so you know instead of just buying stuff that's already been made for you can you could you make it yourself i know sometimes time is a big constraint and you know getting a ready meal could be an easier alternative but again ready meals have got their nutrition labels attached to them and when they've put them into a laboratory to find out how accurate those calorie and other macronutrient and other nutritional um, measures are they quite often find that they are quite far off so say if you were sort of trying to stick to 2000 calories a day or something like that if you have it from ready-made processed foods the chances are you you cannot guarantee um sticking to your calorie goal or whatever so the more you can make your own food the better you know people snacks are a really really common pitfall in people's diets so they'll have a really good good diet but then snacks are accumulating the calories and people don't realize you know say nuts are super healthy super good for you but they are very high in calories because they are very high in fat. And so you'll very quickly accumulate so many extra calories through, during the day. My choices for quick snacks are <laughs> summer months, just the whole cucumber. <laughs> I love just munching on a, on a big juicy cucumber or carrots or something like that. Just get a pack of hummus and dunk it in. Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, what else? I do, yeah, it's it's really good how available they've made sort of the protein protein shakes and protein yogurts that they do nowadays, protein puddings. Again, if you really focus on having a higher protein diet, your 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 
body's probably going to thank you for it because yeah you'll you'll just end up feeling fuller for longer um we're not going to yeah obviously then chewing your food and stuff like that is very beneficial as well to to eating slowly to making sure that your brain gets a signal of you being satisfied when you stop eating not just scoffing oh also these portion sizes they do my head in say if you buy a bag of rice suggest two serving sizes two Mm, is it it just instead of listening to that just create your own serving size what serves you i tend to have just one or max two big meals a day and that works the best for me i would hate to be having six meals a day because it just doesn't it takes too much time to to eat that many times and eat for that long i'd rather sit down for a good 45 minutes and actually just have a good good um good amount of food what else? Our oh, researchers also found that uh, people who consume more low-fat and sugar-free products tend to be heavier than those who have the full fat and the, well, health-conscious people probably won't even have the added sugar products, to be honest. But um, I think there's a bit of confusion, and I'm not sh- completely up-to-date with with the sugar studies, but I personally do think that minimizing any kind of added sugar is is always going to be a really 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 good idea and then if you go for this you know kind of calories a calorie then you have if you have sugar-free pop or something like you know coca-cola or something yeah i I would nowadays i would actually say that going for the sugar-free option is is better because it just doesn't have any calories attached to it but then they also say in research that that could then increase your sweet tooth and so you'll be craving more sugary stuff and I'm not sure this is this is a decade ago that I was teaching this to people because that's what I'd read then is that because when you have something sweet that enters your body but then your body your whatever things are trying to bind into those sugar molecules and when, when you can't find them because there's no sugar and there's no calories it's like your body gets confused and then it just wants it makes you crave real sugary food so you can actually find that stuff to bind into so personally i try and stick to the natural form of the product say full fat yogurt i would go for because chances are or if you go for lower fat sources you'll just find that they replace that with sugar or sweetness so just don't believe all the advertising get to know the nutrition labels yourself and then make a conscious decision on what you're actually choosing because it's it's quite it's quite rare that you just get a much better product as in health wise with no caveat so obviously they they use a lot of money on advertising and talking about things in a way that will subconsciously make you want them more and they want you to buy their products so bear that in mind and it's it's funny isn't it that when you go to food and vegetable section or fresh meat aisle you don't need you don't need any specific adverts it just is what it is because it's the real thing so the more they have to advertise somebody say something being good for you chances are it's not just plain factual stuff that you can take at its face value my top tips for going supermarket shopping, make a shopping list and stick to it. Every, pretty much every time. Just try and put blinders on. You know, if I'm just going for eggs and milk, 
Don't eat golf with the eggs and milk. Don't buy stuff, other stuff. Or if there's, say, a deal, two for, two for the price of one. That's fine if you actually get sort of more for the same amount of money. But if, if it's like get 30% off when you buy two, you're not actually saving money. You're spending more money. And I used to really struggle to head my, get my head around this. But if it's not something that you would buy anyway, then don't just go for the deals. Stick with what you've got in your shopping list and you will make much, much better decisions. Uh, obviously, shop around for, you know, if you're buying feta cheese, then look out for the different brands. Look at, look at what's higher in protein and try out different things. It's the way you can sort of find your your favorite things also very importantly tip number two don't go food shopping when you're hungry that is one of the worst decisions you can make because you're <laughs> you'll be so much more likely to spend money on all sorts of shit there's I, I don't know what the percentage is but like people spend a lot more money who are who go shopping hungry and you'll also end up spending also uh, spending on all sorts of snacks and and silly things that you it would have just ignored otherwise and yeah um i think that's um let's think i think most of the the things that we need are on the periphery of the supermarket so you can, it, i think this used to be the thing that if you stick to the outsides of the supermarket you'll make the best choices and it's in the middle where you get a lot like bombarded with all sorts of deals and things they want you to buy. Also, yes, be very conscious that what they put at the ends of the aisles, where basically the most people will see um, that they want to sell you that stuff. So just be very mindful because you're just much more likely to grab it. Also, before you go to your checkout, you will know that there's a lot of snacks and just little things that... They're just trying to sell you just before you leave. Your final impulse shopping opportunity is there. So write a shopping list and stick to it. Okay, I think that's good enough for now. And then let's go to questions. This week's questions, what do we have? Okay, we have... Okay, moving on from the supermarket and food theme to what is your favourite food? Oh, it is a very difficult one to answer because I love food a lot. As long as it's good quality, fresh food, I will, oh, just like nicely prepared with a bit of love. Then I'm just a sucker for any kind of good meal. But let's say, <sighs> favourite cuisine, probably Indian. Italian, some kind of Pan-Asian. Favourite, let me think about, okay, favourite food, favourite, actual favourite meals. Let's go with spaghetti bolognese. When it's, I always struggle with how to say it. I would say spaghetti bolognese, but then people here just say, why do you say it like that? That's kind of like the more Italian waves in it. And in Finland, it's bolognese. That's how it's spelled. But what is spag ball? Just call it spag ball. Spaghetti, spaghetti, bolognese. I think people say here. I love making it. I love cooking it the tr traditional way, proper Italian way. Making it over two or three hours. Absolutely love slow cooking and chopping stuff, and it's amazing. Such a good family meal. 
but also say if I think about what I've eaten out there is a place called Chili Paddy in town who do an amazing tom yum vermicelli soup that's just beautiful that's one of my favorite meals but it's it's changed a little bit actually since lockdown it used to be bigger and it just I feel like it used to have more things in it that was just made it extra special um but it's still super 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 delicious and then I have a special connection with fresh properly cooked Indian food not the takeaway stuff that you get from a generic takeaway but I have a friend whose husband is of an Indian origin and I believe his family have taught my friend how to cook proper Indian food so I've had a couple of days well like one proper day in her house learning how to make proper authentic authentic Indian food and it's just the flavors are unbelievable and when she just like she just love that goes into the foods that's it's but then if we talk about sort of food experiences I actually talked about this in um in another sort of podcast um that will be published soonish I think not not mine uh, my friend's my friend's podcast it's like food experiences then it's more to do with as long as you're eating with friends or family or you know just just people you care about that's that's the best stuff just making it an event making it an experience I love going to eat out anywhere so if there's a restaurant no matter how good the food is if the service is shit I'm not going back or I will try and avoid going back Likewise, if the food is quite mediocre, but the service is amazing, I will go back. Very likely. Because it's just, I really appreciate good good service. And it's all about that experience. Where did I go? Last week I went to Kaltur. K-A-L-T-U-R. In Newcastle. On Dean Street. And that was one of the most amazing dining experiences I've... Well, one of, one of the best experiences I've ever had. Eating out, really. There's just one waiter, one chef. We had good chats with both of them. And they were just so attentive. And so the food was so fresh. They were really talking about the food with passion. And, you know, how, oh, this is a new item on the menu. And like, oh, you do realise that the rice gets black because of the squid ink. And there's just, oh, it was just amazing. And they import, export, import, import their own extra virgin olive oil from a farm in, in Spain. And... Just the kind of to taste that proper, proper like good ingredients. It's, that's what it's all about. And if I just think about having eaten at a friend's house, it doesn't really matter what it is that I'm eating. I will just really enjoy eating food that somebody else has cooked. Although I love cooking myself as well, but it's funny. Even if somebody else follows the same recipe, but you haven't had to make the effort of cooking it, it somehow just tends to taste a little bit better. There we go. Next question. What's your favourite book and why? Okay. The first three books that came into my mind, I've wrote these down before, so I'm just going to go with them because they were intuitively the first things that popped in my head, so they must have played a big role in me enjoying them. Uh, First one, Richard Dawkins, The Greatest Show on Earth. I actually read the book as an app so they created an ipad um, like interactive app for it and 
that was just so visually pleasing and the way Dawkins writes about evolution I found find very compelling and also he's one of the authors who's changed my life the most I only came across him when I came to England for uni in 2007 and one of my one of my professors recommended his books and I just my world my worldview really changed because I thought shit if you're not exposed to these things, it's really difficult to change your mind. So he's quite a sort of radical atheist and stuff. And I don't I don't take that kind of a stance at least anymore. But it's just the greatest show on earth gives out such a beautiful description of evolution that I was literally in tears reading the book um, on my way to and from work when I worked in offices. Because life is just so beautiful and it's 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 incredible. <laughs> evolution is, is so astounding, so unbelievable that I can't even, I can't even, I can't. So check it out if you haven't already. Really, really highly recommend. The Greatest Show on Earth by Richard Dawkins. Secondly, this is not actually, an, uh, I don't want to mention a single book, but Darren Brown is one of my biggest idols in the world. I love him. I, what, I love what he does so much. He's so transparent. He's so intelligent. And I I really, <laughs> and I've really resonated with him is that he says that he's not particularly ambitious and he doesn't drive. So I'm like, yes, mate, I'm not, you know, I'd rather just have a chilled out good life rather than be super career driven and that way inclined. And I just feel like, yeah, he's my soul, bro. And then also just how much he knows about things is is amazing he also i think the latest book of his that i read because i started his freshest one which actually got signed but i haven't read it yet that's the book of secrets no i might be that's totally wrong i haven't read that one yet but he wrote a book called happy and it's it's just it's not the easiest read in the world but it just has all of those sort of basic concepts that i use i have used for it a long time to sort of ground my life on. Ground my... That's probably not English. But I, I can't... You know, the basic principles that I live by is sort of the very stoic ideas and, and stuff like that. Really, really highly recommend it. Also, if you struggle to read, like sit down and read, get the audiobook version. I just really... I love podcasts a lot. There is something about audiobooks that I just struggle with a little bit. Or if I if I do listen to audiobooks, I would rather they were a, a quite a, an easy topic because I with books I love underlining I like making my own own little notes really I read through things twice and I'm quite a slow reader because I choose to be because that's how I get the most enjoyment out of reading and with an audiobook you can't just you know it, it's narrated at the same speed and. And I actually managed to read a couple of, have a, well, go through a couple of semi-fictional books uh, as uh, audiobook versions. One was The Journey of Silka, which is about Auschwitz and the kind of, uh, that was tough, uh, but that was really good. Um, anyway, that wasn't in my top three at all. That just occurred to me then. Uh, one more book I'd like to mention is, well, it is, it is 
it's called Philo, F-I-L-O. It's being written in Finnish. I don't know if there's a translation, translated version, or if that actually is a translation. I could have checked, but it was basically my upper secondary school first book. When I attended my first course on philosophy, that was the course book. And again, one of these books that really made my understanding of the world a lot deeper. And I just remember I've got such fond memories of those philosophy classes where I've, about half the people there were just saying they don't get it, they don't understand. And I felt like I've come home. Just, it was just groundbreaking for me. And I really, really developed a deep love for philosophy at that moment in time. And I just used to love doing the debates and loved challenging and talking to the teacher and sometimes I just felt like I need to shut up but I really 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 enjoyed that it goes through a lot of basic principles of you know the, the easiest to understand philosophical concepts and stuff like that but it was that was a really good one uh finally let's do one more are you straight the question is are you straight um I would say I'm pretty straight However, I do think like, as with say autism, it's a spectrum. And I do strongly believe that sexual orientation is very much the same. I think there there, there will be very, very few people in the world who are 100% straight. And I'm not saying that, you know, you want to have sex with whoever you normally don't fancy. But it's just, um, I think I fancy more girls than I fancy guys, but that's just based on looks. And if we talk about the other kind of attraction, then I've had, um, like, had like a, <laughs> I've had two girlfriends in my time. That's when I was quite a lot younger. And the first one was just like a two week fling, like nothing really happened, but it was just really exciting. And I think it's sort of, um, I think we ended up fancying the same guy. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like she was a bit, she was more lesbian than me. But then it, yeah, nothing happened. It just sort of fizzled out. And then another sort of more proper girlfriend I had was, was really cool. But I just found out that I don't really, it's, it's not the physical side of um, <clears throat> things with girls that I vibe with. So... I'd I'd say that if I was if if I just wanted a companion and nothing else, like but basically like a friend, then I'd totally be in a lesbian relationship. But I feel like for me, men have got much more to give. For me personally, that's how I feel. So I, let's let's try and put it. Actually, it's, this is a really really interesting one because I've um, I think I've had really fruitful conversations with some friends when I've asked them how many percent they think they are straight. Normally just, I tend to ask this from a straight person. And first they're like, oh, I'm straight. No, no, no. Like, you know, just, just, just put a percentage on it. And it's sometimes funny, you know, I found out that one of my male friends is actually, actually more than one of my male friends. I found out that uh, they've had sex with um, another man. 
and it's it's funny because people kind of think that these are very straight men and sometimes that doesn't turn out to be the case and maybe sometimes you just need to experiment a little bit to know for sure and you know not for everyone but percentage wise probably nine percent lesbian i'd say yeah nine percent lesbian 91 percent straight do you prefer guys a lot and i think i think that's that for today that's that for now i'm gonna get ready oh my god so exciting so i've got a friend yeah <laughs> i've been really hoping the weather today is good which it is because he said he could come and pick me up and bring his husband's helmet so we could go out on a motorcycle ride and oh my god although one time oh my god with my what sort of first long-term boyfriend of like two and a half years or something he used to love riding a motorcycle and once i was at the back of one oh my mom doesn't listen to this oh, no, please don't tell my mom she'll freak out but like i hadn't locked i had my arms at the back of the bike but i hadn't locked them and my boyfriend at the time i think he just liked to go fast you know young full of testosterone and it just like set off and i nearly fell off at the like from the back of the the motorbike that was scary that was really scary so thank fuck i was strong enough to hold on so gonna be very very safe safe safety conscious and i'm really hoping i need to message him now because he should be here in under an hour to see if we can actually go for a motorbike ride because that'd be really really nice feel the breeze it's a nice day it's sunny and then grab lunch some lunch somewhere before i need to get the kids from school but thank you for listening uh it's been brought to my attention that uh you don't you don't subscribe on spotify so if you're listening on spotify then please follow and also oh a thing to mention i have been telling you in the past episodes that you can give your answers to my to the questions that people have asked me which is still the case however the link wasn't working so now i've fixed the problem the link is working so i will post today's questions favorite food favorite book books and i oh i'd love to hear your answers on how straight you think it is so you can send sort of anonymous answers and you know i think you need to put in your email address and if you do just choose one that you don't really use i don't know maybe you can even choose i don't know but just i won't reveal your name in the podcast anyway even if it's your full name um as as the email address and stuff but i would love to hear your answer as to how straight you think you Oh, that'd be amazing. So the link now is working. Go and follow that. If you do have your questions, please send them to he- hello, hello, hello at ericahelsinki.com. Um, come give me a follow on Instagram. Let's uh, vibe together. And like I said, well, either follow or subscribe or do whatever you want, wherever you're listening to. I'd love to have you here for the next one as well. And if you can do one thing for me that I really, really appreciate is share this episode with one friend and I will be eternally grateful. Thanks for tuning in, my friend. It's been a pleasure, um, as always. And I shall catch you, catch you, catch you, catch you, catch you next time. Have a great day and look after yourself. Bye.